Hi, and welcome to Rock Your Life. This is a weekly show about finding your inner rock star, overcoming fear, and transforming your life into something more amazing than you ever dreamed. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. I'm a musician, author, radio host, podcaster, DJ mom, and life coach. I'm all about rocking life to the fullest and transforming what you want to transform and building habits around that. So if you're interested in stepping into the spotlight more in your own life and getting past obstacles and fear, then that is what we're here for. We have practical advice for your daily life, for habit building, and for branding. The show's divided into four segments and we have a focus each week. This week, our focus is risk. So I'm going to talk about this week's topic first and then do an interview. This week, I talked to Tara Chapman of Two Hives Honey. Third, we have our affirmation segment called Go Aff Yourself with the founder of stickwithit.co, Jill Faulkner. I'm a big proponent of affirmations and we choose one to work on every week. And fourth, I'm joined by my collaborative partner and certified brand consultant and co-owner of Velvet Cartel content creation, Bijou Finney. And we discuss practical tips and strategies to build your brand and take charge of your habits. Does it sound good? I agree. Let's get going. Let's rock. Risk. Would I say that I'm a risk taker? Yes, probably. I'm almost always the one that will say yes and that will just go for it. Have I always been that way? No. I think the older that I've gotten, the more inclined I am to go for it. Maybe it's because with experience, I've realized that everything's probably going to turn out all right overall. I'm going to live. The great thing about risk, and we talk about this in the episode today, is that it opens you up to new possibilities. And I love that. There are risks both big and small, and we're going to talk about both of those today too. Jill and I get into the smaller ones, those personal vulnerabilities that can feel so scary and risky in the moment, like we might risk the relationship by setting our boundaries and how that can feel really scary. I do have mixed feelings on risk. So many times I'm excited to take the big ones, but it's the smaller ones and those little vulnerabilities that can plague my mind and eat at me on a daily or hourly or (laughs) minute by minute basis. It's the little things that I cannot escape and they get in my head. The vulnerability of communicating openly and honestly. I tend to put my heart out there sometimes and that's hard. I did it just the other day. I, on a very small scale, I risked someone not being interested when I said I'd like to get together and I didn't get much back in return. I didn't get back and I'd like to see you too. The risk kind of fell flat for me and it was hard for me not to take it personally. I risked my feelings a bit and then I had to remember to stay proud of myself for communicating and risking and going for it. I wouldn't have known anything otherwise, right? And from that perspective, I try to stay open and let it all flow as it will without expectations getting in the way. I wished for any indication or vulnerability back, but if the other person isn't feeling it or doesn't want to, then we can't force it. And it's hard to realize that, but I have to stay in the space of fullness as I am and wholeness within myself, which is a strong and powerful spot that I have to remember is the truth and the rest of it simply doesn't matter. And I can let those little risks seem really big to me. I guess they are big to me. And then they end up being the ones that I find myself clinging to over time. So big risks are pretty amazing. I have taken a few. When I started playing music, I said yes to playing guitar. You know, I had friends that were getting together to play music. They asked me to join them. And I said, you know, the timing wasn't right for me right then. And then about a year later, they had fallen into roles of what instruments they were playing. And so they said, will you join us now? And the timing was better. And so I just rolled the dice and I said, sure. It didn't matter that I had never picked up a guitar. They didn't care. And so I just went for it. And there we were together risking it. We got up on stage 
we weren't great, but we weren't horrible. We got by and we were in it together and that felt good. And the more we did it, the more I was willing to risk until the band fell apart and I was on my own. And then suddenly it was very scary. It's one thing when you're doing it with others and you have those people to lean on. Even if you have a partner in a relationship or in a business, you have somebody else to lean on to absorb the risk with you, to absorb the failures. And then suddenly with the music, I was on my own. I had to figure out what I was going to do when I was no longer in that band. That was a super scary time for me. Do I just go back? Do I stop doing it? Or I've done this for three years. Okay, I take a deep breath and I make my own album, which then what am I risking? Critical failure, looking stupid. (laughs) It was very scary for me and a huge risk, especially because I was 40 years old or 41, whatever I was. So I felt old to be trying to put on leather and play electric guitar and not be that great at it. Scary. And when you're going it alone, there's no one to fall with. It's all on you. But of course, I'm glad I did it. I learned so much. I forced myself to become more creative. I forced myself to be in those moments. And I had had a few nervous breakdowns. Don't get me wrong. If you listen to my music, you'll know. My song Meltdown, it's true. But it opened me up to so many different things. For instance, would I be sitting here? Would I be talking about Rock Your Life if I hadn't taken those risks? If I hadn't forced myself to do those things? I don't think I would. I don't know where I'd be. So I'm glad I did it. Last week, Bijou and I got into talking about money. And this week, we talk a little bit more about that. And we also get into why we take risks as humans. So speaking from a money perspective, uh, I've been considering a pretty huge risk for myself, which is hiring my own coach. And that has been super scary for me. It's a big risk for me because I've paid money to people before and gotten taken. I hired this company a couple years back and they were going to book a tour for me around my magic album and set up promotion around it. And then they just went bankrupt. Just, I got a notice one day, they just went bankrupt and I had paid them money, $7,000. I got none of my money back. It was a huge blow. There was nothing I could do. I had no recourse. Yes, I talked to attorneys and all that. And so now when I look at hiring a coach or spending on a service like that, it holds me back. You know, I've gotten hurt. It's scary. I feel less open. I'm risking debt. I'm risking my pride. I'm risking disappointment and embarrassment. And ultimately, I'm risking getting hurt again, which doesn't feel very good. But so much of all of this, whether it's the small vulnerabilities we were talking about, whether it's the music, whether it's the money, so much of it is remembering that ultimately, for better or worse, wherever it falls on the success or failure scale, things do work out. We survive the loss or the success, all the risks. And we learn a lot. I can't control those things, but I can control my perspective and how I frame the risk. Am I learning? Am I letting it define me? Like, oh, now am I stupid because I might've gotten scammed by that company? No, I'm not. It's easy to tell myself that, but ultimately I'm not. It's not defining who I am. A lot of this too is about surrendering control. We work, yes, or we are vulnerable, yes, but we are surrendering to the openness and the possibility. There's a passage from a book that I want to read to you uh, with regard to this. It's from a book called Heart Talk by Cleo Wade. It's a beautiful book. has a lot of her poetry in it. Anyway, check this out. Here's what she says. When we allow for our wins in life to let us feel like we're on top of the world, we give equal power to allowing our losses to make us feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. 
We can enjoy our successes with less ego and more generosity by remembering that our purpose lies in what we bring to the world, not from the accolades the world brings to us. When we focus solely on validations from the outside world, we end up being very easily controlled by circumstance. But when we remain humble and firmly rooted in our ever-present goodness, we can celebrate our accomplishments and learn from our disappointments without letting them be the things that define us. So the risks that we take don't define us. None of this defines us. It's who we are inside. So let's get into everything today. We're going to talk to Tara Chapman. She is a amazing. She talks about going for it and risking as not only a former CIA agent, but as an entrepreneur. She talks about her anxiety around it and what she's learned around that and what we can do about that. With Jill today and Go After Yourself, we talk about the inherent negativity in the word risk. And we also talk about what risks we're taking in 2020. And I talk about risk as it relates to my age, youthfulness, There's a lot packed in there. And we get into expectations around risk as well. We talk risks, both big and small. And our F this week is, I am open to possibilities. With Bijou today, we talk pride versus humility. We talk risk-taking in business from a practical level. And we continue some of our money talk, as I mentioned earlier. So let's get to it. Let's talk to Tara Chapman now. Let's rock. Here we are. Hi. You're Tara Chapman of Two Hives Honey. And uh, thank you so much for coming in to talk about risk today. Of course. I'm so excited. And um, we did a break for Austin 360 Radio, and I'm really glad we did because I got to know a lot about you know your business and everything like that. So people can tune into that if they want to learn more. That's up on the Best of JB and crew. And uh, But we're going to just talk about risk because your life has been full of a lot of risk, and I think that is so, so cool. So I just want to fill people in really quick. Um, you were with the government and the CIA in intelligence and traveled to very dangerous war zones for like 10 years ish yep uh-huh and then you left that because you took a beekeeping class and you decided to start your own company around bees yeah I always say I traded in the Kevlar for the, for the you, know, <laughs> you need to be suited up veil. in some way is yeah. that it yeah. yeah um that's it's really uh really cool I am super into your whole story um So let's just jump right in. I mean, like, could you have predicted this? Did you have a history of taking risks in your life? Yes, I think in a, in I think that risk is like everything is relative, right? So I grew up in a very <laughs> true. I yes, it is. <laughs> I grew up in a very tiny town in rural West Texas. So risk, my baseline of risk, were probably totally different from someone that grew up on the East Coast, right? Right. I never met anybody Jewish, Muslim. My world was very, very small. So when I chose to leave my town of four hundred people and my family, where no one had been to college, and went to Duke University in North Carolina. Like that in of itself was a huge risk. They were like, she's crazy. There were bets going on for how long I would last. Wow. So um, for a lot of folks. (laughs) How many people were like in your high school graduating class? 21. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Um, Okay. So sorry. Keep talking. Yeah. So, you know, for a lot of folks going to college isn't a risk. That's what you do. But Mm -hmm. for me, that was a huge risk because my world was so small. And so I never thought about that until you just said that. But 
because um, I would normally say, no, I grew up in a tiny town and we did tiny town things. But mm-hmm. yeah, I made big moves. You know, the first time I'd ever really been overseas, I wasn't until I was almost 20, which for a lot of folks, you know, they travel when they're teenagers with their parents or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, my mom got her first passport at 42 to come visit me because wow. um, I was pulling her out of West Texas. I try to get them out of West Texas mm-hmm. as much as possible. So, yeah, history of risk taking for sure relative to, you know, what risky was risky for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you you weren't overcoming fear already just to do that like what even made you take that risk you were just like had a bigger mindset or what was it yeah like it never seemed scary to me you know and I don't know what part of my brain gets me there but I'm such I'm such an adventurer and I'm always looking for exciting things and mm-hmm. although I'm almost too much of a realist which I hope we'll get to in a bit yes I just I was just so excited at seeing fun, new things that it never occurred to me to stop and think about what could be really scary there. And, you know, I like to say that when I got to Duke, so I only applied to one school. I didn't apply anywhere else, and I applied early because it didn't occur to me or the many people around me to think, you might not get in because I was a smart girl. Like, why wouldn't I get in? <laughs> and I never applied anywhere else. And thank mm. God I got in. And then the first day at Duke, you know, I learned what a safety school was. I learned what Kaplan was. These were all things that were not, I did not know. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, classmates applied to 12 schools and then four safety schools. And I say my naivete flew out the window right then. And I thought, whoa, I don't belong here. And that's really when the fear started to set in. But right. I, I, I make the leap and then I get real scared. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way, actually. Uh, so do you think that you tend to continue to do that and not have a plan B? I don't have a plan plan B. B. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No pun intended. For 100%. You know, the fact that I quit my job, um, I didn't really think through, like, what would happen if it didn't work out. I think that there's a success mindset in there. You know, like you don't even entertain the other options. For sure. And part of that is being successful at the risk you take. I think, at least from what I've been reading. Would you agree with that? Yes, I do. I think there's two kinds of people. You know, there's the people like us that kind of make the leap and then make it work. Uh And then and then there's everyone else that maybe is never going to make the leap because they think too much about what goes into it. Um, But, you know, once you make the leap, you do have to have the, you know, the drive and the motivation and the hustle to make it work because there's far too many people that, you know, I always say that, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's some level of, you know, we lack some level of humility. You have to. The fact that you think that someone's going to buy your product and it's the best thing out there. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you you, you have to lack some level of humility Mm -hmm. for that. Right. And so I think there's, there's two kinds of people that come out of that. There's like the, you know, the, the two, the two real realists that are people that are going to think of every single scenario that's going to go wrong and that might hold them back or the idealist. And I think where the idealists fail is that you can be an idealist, but you need to have that hustle and drive yeah. and intelligence to make it work. Yeah, you really do. You really do. Um, I mean, did you kind of look at ahead at your life and think you were going to be this kind of risk taker and just go for it mentality? Like, could you have predicted that kind of a thing or? No, honestly, it's only looking back that I can piece together what worked and what didn't. So when folks mm-hmm. ask me, oh, I have helped so many people quit their jobs. Really? So many people, so many women have quit their jobs. And how's you know, that go? Not because of me, but um, because I encourage them. It's great. And I love watching people 
like leave something that's not making them happy and then find what something that's them making them happy in the moment. You know, imagine the worst case scenario and then talk over someone that you trust and determine is that really the worst case scenario? Because for me, my worst case scenario was that I would be homeless because I wouldn't have enough money to pay my rent. Right. Is that realistic? I for, believe I've thought the same thing. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to be homeless. A Duke college graduate that like worked <laughs> for the government and could literally go back to that same government job tomorrow. You know, I'd have to pack up my, I'd have to be real humble right, <laughs> to go back, you know, dragging <laughs> my suitcase back to D.C. But that wasn't really realistic for me. Like, what's the real true worst case scenario? Can you live with that and make that work? And if you can, then do it. Absolutely. And then you've inspired all these people. That's so exciting. I just, you know, I don't think quitting your job and following your passions for everyone. I really don't. I also, you know, like to remind people that the grass is always greener. And sometimes your passion should just stay your hobby. Plenty of people chasing their passion as a job is not going to make them happy. Because I tell you what, if your passion succeeds, you don't get to do the fun things anymore. I don't work bees. So when we say work bees, we mean out in the bee yards. I maybe am out one day a week, maybe, right? If you're successful, you got to pay somebody else to do the fun stuff. And then you're sitting in the office doing bookkeeping and accounting and marketing and all those things that you didn't sign up to do, right? right? And that's not for everyone. So for plenty of people, I think having a job that, you know, pays the bills and then getting to do what you love on the weekends and at night is great for you. Because when you leave your job to chase your passion, You don't have hobbies or, you know, I wasn't married. I didn't have children Mm -hmm. um, because my business was my dating life, my social life, my hobby, my children. My business was everything for three years. And it kind of has to be that way if that's what you want to do. For some period of time, it's going to be your everything. I don't think that's for everyone. No, but it was worth it for you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think taking risks will inevitably lead to success for me <laughs> yeah sure answer for and, you and the way that i say that is because i feel you know i was i was in antarctica I, everyone's gonna be like this girl with this charmed life uh, <laughs> yeah it's amazing remember that i also started in a town of 400 people <laughs> so that's that's so beautiful so i, I was, love that i was in antarctica with my girlfriends and that are you know um classmates of mine mm-hmm. and i said i feel like we're really blessed people because we have the benefit of education and incredible life experience experiences and we have resources available to us that not everybody has right so like for sure a charmed life because we can make most everything work and not everyone has you know the benefit of all of that and so for me risk taking generally leads to success but I'm also in a very like you know I'm in a position where I had, you know, I had some savings saved up and I was humble enough to go and work a few part-time jobs. So I also recognize that I had these resources available to me mm-hmm. that not, aren't available to everyone. And so for some people, you know, a side hustle when you're working your job may be the way to go to prove that concept. I made the full-on leap and landed and landed very nicely. And so I think that, you know, before anyone makes takes that step, you really have to be really realistic with what you have and what you can do and what your life raft was going to be. Yeah. Right. I mean, I quit my job, but I'll tell you what, the next week I was at Whole Foods, you know, I was a brand ambassador, which 
which is a fancy word for saying... Somebody passing out samples? Totally. (laughs) At Whole Foods, handing out samples, right? right? And I had to be okay with that. And that was real hard, given that mere weeks before, Congress held hearings on work that I worked on. And I'm at Whole Foods, right? Right. But... Um, you got to do what you got to do to make it work. <laughs> and right. if you, it's, it's a skill set, you know, it's yeah. a skill set that not everybody has. Yeah. Do you feel like the risks that you've taken have boosted your confidence or um, given you like the wherewithal to take other risks, like maybe in your personal life? Um, yes. I think with the help of like a really strong group of folks that can remind me of that because I'm also... Do you tend to forget? Yes. I do too. I'm a very anxious person. And you don't seem anxious. You don't come off as that. I've worked really hard. Okay. The business, starting a business made my anxiety shoot through the roof. Wow. Um, and I've worked real hard to get it under control. And so I think because I've got, you know, a partner and friends that will say, Tara, you know, we're looking for a new space for our business. It's going to cost double what our current space costs. That's really scary to me. And I've been hesitant. And, you know, I'm reminded by my partner who says, will you please look at your history and remind, you know, look at what you've done and invest. This is an investment in yourself and what you can do. Mm -hmm. And, And think about that in your decision making instead of just thinking about, how much money it's going to be and how are we going to cover those funds? Just take a minute and have some faith in yourself and what you've done because every leap I've made, I mean, God, again, charmed life, right? It's all worked out real well. And someday it won't, but I've, I've got a Maybe nice not. pillow Why? still Who's to on. say? Yeah. Who's to say? Uh, um, so since you talked about the anxiety and stuff, we only have a few minutes left. I feel like I could talk to you for a long time. But you mentioned about being a realist and I think you had mm-hmm. something to say about that. And I wondered about the anxiety and stuff, sometimes that can merge in and blur a line with realism, quote unquote, where you're like, well, I'm just being real, you know, or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, again, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm what I, what I call a, a real too realist, right? I make up these imaginary scenarios that just aren't plausible in, in real <laughs> life. That. And then my anxiety goes mm-hmm. bananas. And so, um, you know, all the things that you've heard everywhere else in the world, right? Like getting off of your phone a little bit, getting yeah. outside, like getting some time away, stepping away from the computer, getting like, I'm not going to tell you anything new or different that you haven't <laughs> heard, but it's amazing how it really works. It is, right? And when you start to... Um, when you when you start to control it, you can start to identify when it's coming. So for me, it's literally a physical itch, and I can start to feel it in my stomach, mm-hmm. and then I step away, right? And I've just had to work real hard with recognizing when it's coming and and stopping out of you know wherever I am at the moment. Right, right. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a really good thing. Well, is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't get to? No, I mean, I just, I just. You know, for folks that are kind of struggling with, you know, I want to I want to qu- quit my job. I want to do this. There's all sorts of resources out there, you know, that you can go and you can look at. But I really think understanding and knowing yourself um, and thinking about your worst case scenario was so important. And surround yourself with people that you trust and know that are willing to tell you when you're making up imaginary stories, either because you're being too much of an idealist or too much of a realist. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to stay in that middle ground. You don't want to ride the emotional roller coaster. It's not good for anybody. No. It's not a good look. And so many times, I love what you said about the homeless thing, because I thought the same thing. Like I'm like, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. I'm going to be evicted. And then I was like, 
okay, no, that's not going to happen because I know that I've got other resources and people I can go to. And if I was in a pinch and I know that I can make things work enough to, you know, pay my rent and like survive just fine. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I think far too many of us lead lives where we're afforded so many opportunities that so many aren't. And so you want to waste those opportunities, right? Absolutely. Go for it. Take the risk. Thank you so much for sitting down today. Tara Chapman, Two Hives Honey. People can find you at twohiveshoney.com, spell out the word two, or on Instagram at twohiveshoney, T-W-O, Hives Honey, correct? At Two Hives. At Two Hives on Instagram. Okay, good. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, here we are. Go after yourself. It's Amy Edwards and Jill Faulkner of StickWithIt.co. All right, are you ready to? Are you ready to after yourself? Sure am. God, every God, day, all day, every day. <laughs> Same, absolutely. This week, I love that we are like exploring the new year and talking about risk. So, risk, yes. Jill. What came up for you when we started talking about risk? That it's really fun to take them. Oh. But only when you're you on the other side of it after <laughs> it's already been done and you uh, survived. Uh, that's the fun part. This I Not the scary part. <laughs> yeah. I.e. I went to this uh, neat place, uh, Miraval. I had a gift card to whatever, even if I paid for it. It doesn't matter. I'd, I, I said I had a gift card because I didn't want people to think that I was bougie. Oh, because you just like, I yeah, go I went to I Miraval, Miraval Spa. Uh-huh. Spa. Anyway, so I went there, and um, and the affirmations are actually in this shop there, which is really cool. And so, so cool. I had a day pass, and it was like, you know, pick an excursion kind of thing. And it was uh, one of the things that I did because it was a risk for me and because I was so scared was to be like kind of hoisted up, and then you let yourself drop, um, and then you just kind of swing there. It was called Swing in a Prayer. Oh, wow. And what? Yeah, it was really cool. Wild. But it was, that was a big, that felt really risky to me. Right. right. I was really scared. There's a lot of fear there. And in the end, it was fine and I had a lot of fun. I mean, you knew you weren't going to die. Right. Uh, right? Yeah. Didn't you know that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's still scary. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's just like that stomach drop thing. Uh-huh. It's just like, I can't even get on like a swing set without feeling nauseous these days. Yeah. N- just because I'm old. But, um, and my equilibrium is <laughs> off. Not because I'm like <laughs> Oh, your pregnant. equilibrium. Not okay. that anybody listening knows me personally anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so. They might. They might. <laughs> that is true. Um, but yeah, so it was just like also the risk of facing the fear. Yeah. And what that looks like. Yes, you know, like, because like this one ties into so much fear when you talk about risk, when you talk about going for it. That's what you equate it, it to. Is yes, you do. Fear. Because that's what holds you back from taking risks, right. honestly. Yeah. And um, and there's so much around it, too. Like when we talked about boundaries and all that, like uh, so much around it, too, with vulnerability. Oh, gosh. And just allowing yourself yeah, to you're be risking... in a space where perhaps it's not going to work out 
most likely it's not going to work out the way you expect it. Yes, mm-hmm. if you're doing your your thing that's in a controlled environment at Miraval, it will. But um, many times you're going to take the risk and it's, you're not going to land where you think you're going to land. Yeah. And like you're risking relationships when you put boundaries in place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're risking... I'm, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. You know. Well, you're just you're just risking getting hurt a lot of times, you know, and getting hurt in a way that's not physical. And <laughs> I guess worse. I know. Yeah. And I guess when I say risking relationships, that sounds like it's a relationship you don't want to not have in your life anymore. But putting that bound, like, I don't know why risk is so feels so negative. Like, oh, you're risking that relationship, but it's yeah. could be a really good thing. That you're risking that relationship, putting boundaries in place. Yes. Right. It, but it I think we've just been conditioned be. to equate risk to negativity. We do. Well, and a loss. And yes, well, you know, this reminds me. So as we sat down and we started talking about it, I pulled it up on thesaurus.com mm-hmm. and pulled up risk. And like, here are the synonyms. There's, there's, there's two sides of it, but listen to these synonyms danger, exposure, hazard, liability, opportunity is good. Uh, peril, <laughs> peril, uncertainty, accident. I mean, like gamble, you know, jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much jeopardy. Oh my God. I mean, like exposedness, shot in the dark, liableness. I mean, and, shot in the and dark those are feels accurate. Positive. Yeah, I guess it kind of does. Right. Uh, stab, take Ooh. a stab at it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just very like, it, just looking at the words, you can tell it goes any way. Like it can be in the middle, speculation, venture, wager. It can just be anything. Gamble. Yeah, but the first ones that you said were still had really negative uh, no, feelings super, to super them. No, super negative. Yeah. yeah. But then you've got things like fortuity, fortune, you know, luck, um, some some positiveness in there, possibility. Right. That's nice. Prospect. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. Yeah. We So... so um, Risk, we associate with uncertainty, uh-huh. and people don't want to be uncertain. No, that's people why we like movies security. and all sorts of things where yeah. there's a nice ending and a pat answer. Yeah, risk has been thrust upon us by generations before, right? Who were fearful of their own security, mm-hmm. and so then it's just like, oh, that's too risky, and then that's what happens with so many things, which is why you know it's. I feel like. Now people are being like, wait a minute, I don't have to do it that way anymore. I don't have to think that taking a risk is a bad idea. Good. And, you know, and I feel very lucky in my situation of having taken a risk of quitting a job without having one lined up, working on my business and making it all work for the last few years um, was a huge risk. It was a huge and risk. And it's I mean, you're an entrepreneur. It, it, yeah. it t- totally paid off. Um, well, I mean, you've gotten so much out of it in every single way. Yes. But I never felt, and this is, you know, we talked about authenticity and people with parents and families that feel that they have to be a certain way or f- don't feel free until like the family is, is gone right, or whatever right. it is. Um, I feel very lucky that I haven't had to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, I was going to ask you, what risks are you taking in 2020? Ooh. Uh, probably around dating. I hope there's a few risks to be yeah. taken there. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, being in this job and having new challenges and uh, I'm going to risk growing pretty um, 
dramatically yeah or drastically like just really just really embrace the growth and really risk what that looks like in my life yeah and how I change yeah I'm ready to risk who I am right now to be who I'll be in 2020 Woo! I like that Jill that's awesome good that sounds yeah what about you um I feel like I've just been on this risk journey for the last month or so and getting my new website up and really building uh, myself as a coach, consultant, accountability coach, mm-hmm. and like um, someone that people can turn to when they need, you know, help with building habits and achieving goals. That has been really, really, I've dragged my feet on that since April, probably, mm-hmm. because I've been a little scared of really investing and in taking the risk and saying it out loud and building the website and doing it because what if it fails? What if, but I don't have a choice, yeah. honestly. You're I exposing have, yourself. Isn't I have exposed to one of those. Ex- yes, right. exposed. Yeah. And that's how I feel. But at the same time, people do make a living at it. People do do it. And sometimes when I see a risk, I'm like, but people do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a way. Yeah. You know, like and as long as you continue to feel aligned in the things that you're yeah. doing and it feels right. Yeah. Um, then there's no reason not to. Well, what I really love doing is sitting around talking to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's what I really love doing, whether it's recorded or not. Yeah. So, um, I think essentially that's what it is. I mean, I have to think and I have to talk to them mm-hmm. and listen. I have to listen. That's like one of the main things. And and then, you know, help figure some things out. But that's like what I do here at the station all the time. That's where we're recording right now. And that's what I do. Um, you know, just that's what this job is. And so, like, yeah, it aligns. That's yeah. what I'm good at. Because it's who you it's who you are. It's who I am and yeah. it's what I'm good at. And so uh so those are all aligning uh, but still like I guess for some reason I just recognize it as a risk, but it's probably less of a risk than freaking write an album or something like that you know like but for some reason something about this feels very grown up and I feel like I have to risk maybe what are you really what are you risking I think part of me I'm loathe to risk any losing of youthfulness but I mean I'm gonna be 50 soon so I need to get a freaking grip on that wait a minute what I am equating this Yeah, apparently this is what's going on in my head. Apparently I am equating like something about this with like (sighs) being old in some way. Oh, girl. Isn't that weird? It's not. No, it's it's not weird. It's how you feel. It is. I I respond the way that I'm responding is because I like I don't really see age. I don't know. I just don't. I kind of don't. I make jokes about no. like being old and I'm not old. I used like, to say that, but now that I look in the mirror and but, I see something older, it's like I I don't know. I feel a little differently now that I'm approaching 50. I because you really feel that way or because people have told us that we have to feel that way because of a number. Maybe a little of both. You know, maybe th- maybe there's some of that, but then there's probably also some um, some really you look in the mirror and it's not the same, you know, and like you look at someone else and you're like, think you look like that. And then you go, wait, ugh, oh, God, you know, and like just just getting older and your body feels different and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, like maybe there's maybe there's some of that and that could be why, you know. I don't know. I'm sure I've got some issues around it. And I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to feel that. I mean, like, I feel really fortunate to be the age I am and happy about it. And I have amazing, wonderful friends. And so 
And I don't know. I'm just unpacking this like while we're sitting here talking. It sounds more <laughs> ego than it does your Ooh. soul. Yeah. And your your true being. And so I You're right. I would encourage right. you the next time you look in the mirror to look in your eyes and see yourself. Yeah. Not the not the outside. I think you just nailed packaging. me. Nailed me. I don't know how we got off on this. We got to get back to yeah. it. We but got if, a few I mean, it's risky to look at yourself. It's risk. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of risk that we have associated with certain things. Yeah. Like looking at yourself, really looking at yourself in the mirror, in the face, in the eyes, looking at your body can be really risky. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff could come up. It I mean, does, I don't. I Jill. hope it doesn't feel like I'm pulling for something, but I want people to see Wait that 12, we twelve years when you look in the mirror, you're gonna be like, mm, mm-hmm. who "What knows? happened there? What happened there?" <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know if I'll care. Mm. I've had a wonderful. That's a great thing. Your journey. eyesight gets worse, and you care a lot Stop less. It. No, it's completely true. Yeah. Are you kidding? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not like pulling for things to be risky, but I feel like I just want people to see all these different ways of our lives. Like risk doesn't have to be starting a business. Risk doesn't have to look like betting money, uh, you know, or gambling. Um, It's a little bit of vulnerability here and there. It's it's like you said about boundaries, you know, and like enforcing those. You are risking something. No, it's all the time. Yeah. So we actually, if you're scared of risk, realize that you're doing it all the time. But it's, I mean, ultimately risk is just taking a chance. It is just taking a chance. So what is our affirmation today? Um, I take chances. I take chances. I embrace. I am open to possibilities. Yeah, I love I am open to possibilities. I do too. Because there's so much that could be on the other side of that. And look, you could be happy like you were on Mm -hmm. the other side. And look, when I looked at the thesaurus, like it could be anything. Be open to the possibilities. Yeah. Because most of the time, too, if you don't die or get hurt, I mean, like, really, you're going to learn. So it's the same as when we talked about with fear or failure or anything else, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's always an opportunity for growth on the other side of whatever it is that we're so scared of. Whatever you're risking, there is an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Okay. So what do we decide on? I'm open to possibilities. Yes. <laughs> I just spaced out for a second. So, so did I. Because I was like, well, we talked about chance, but I like I'm yeah. open to possibilities. Yeah. Or because it just to... means like, and that's a, sometimes people get really closed off about uh, what they expect mm-hmm. on the other side of the risk. So they take the risk. There's expectations. So when you're open to possibilities, it can help push away expectations. Yes. Because then what we're what we feel we failed at is the expectation that we set. Yeah. So when we're open to possibilities, there are no expectations because we're just open yeah. to whatever happens. It's such a place to be. Yes. I've had a revelation. I'm going to lay it on you. We have one more minute left. Okay. Um, so I had a revelation in the last few weeks. Um, I realized that I thought I was getting lessons about being detached from outcome. And I might have talked to you about that. And uh, I don't remember. But anyway, I thought I was getting lessons in being detached from outcome, which I kind of was. But at the same time, I was like, I am detached from outcome. But you know what? Just saying that was acknowledging that there was an outcome. I was still Mm. saying something about an outcome. Mm -hmm. So I had to end up going, you know what? There is no outcome. It's just here. It's just now. Mm -hmm. So the possibilities are endless. There is no outcome, really. Just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, It's so fun to see it unfold, too. You know what it is. 
So neat. Love your attitude. <laughs> so fun. I love it. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jill. Thank you. Follow Jill at stickwithit.co on Instagram, or you go to the website, stickwithit.co, and uh, you can see her awesome affirmation packages. Uh, maybe, maybe pick one up. They make good Valentine's Day gifts, too, as we're looking ahead. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, once again, thank you so much, thank Jill. You. Go just get get to affin. Go aff yourself. Go aff go aff yourself. <laughs> Bijou. Hey. Bijou of Velvet Cartel content creation here in Austin, Texas, and uh, certified brand consultant. Hi. Hi. How are you? You like those intros? I do. (laughs) I saw your face kind of like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) You have taken all sorts of risks to get those titles. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Today is risk, and um, everything's tied up with risk. I'm like, as I like tried to write about it, I'm like, oh my God, it's just basically vulnerability. It's like, you know, there's fear and there's like mm-hmm. risking being authentic. I feel like it's like so, all these things that we have talked about and, um, and that's like, cause the risk can be teeny tiny. Like, should I go talk to that person? Or it can be massive. Like, should I go spend $50,000 to invest in this thing that I want to do, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. So there we are. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. And so Tara and I kind of talked about this and like the inherent nature of an entrepreneur is risk taking. Uh, Would you label yourself as a risk taker? Yes. I think that when you're younger, um, because I started my own, I opened up the boutique when I was like 25. And before that, uh, I think I was was pretty risky to an extent. Um, I think when you're that young, it's just complete ignorance and stupidity (laughs) and being audacious but um which is a benefit in that oh yeah yeah but you can't burn yourself so bad that it makes you like jaded or scared to take risk in the future so I definitely am still a risky person if you like consider other people compared to me I guess Mm -hmm. but I am much more of a calculated risk person and I feel much more strongly about taking big leaps if I have a safety net or an exit plan or a backup that Uh I've thought about. So I've become much more of a, okay, if this doesn't work, what's what's the backup? Hmm. And then then I go full heartedly into it. That's very different than what Tara said. You know, she never has a backup plan. No. Mm -hmm. And um, so I guess I think I'm at a point in my life where I don't really have a backup plan. I don't have, um, like, I'm just basically taking this risk of becoming, you know, a coach and um, and consultant and hopefully speaker and doing this show. And I feel like I don't have a backup plan. I feel like it's not a particularly calculated risk. It's more like, I, I this is what I'm choosing and this is the path I'm choosing and I'm just going to do it. Well, I, I would say that if it's something that you really love and you really want to do, it's really hard to think of a backup plan. And so <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I think in that regard, it's totally OK. That's how I am about my business and what I wanted to do. Like I had no business opening a boutique or a content creation company, but I did it anyways without a backup plan. But I feel like if I am not more calculated about the rest of my life, then it's what much too wobbly for me. Um, to feel secure and safe. So I'm I'm pretty somewhat calculated yet risky about everything else. But the big things, I'm not going to be calculated. I'm just going to go for it. Like, yeah. for instance, Drew and I want to eventually open up a retreat somewhere, right? And 
I guess my backup plan in the back of my mind is, well, if that doesn't work, I guess I could just get a corporate job and I'll always have Velvet Cartel rolling and stuff like that. But it's kind of like a tiny little safety net in the back of my mind that might make me a little bit more uh, go-getter and audacious, I guess. Yeah. And it's easier if you've got a whole bunch of money sitting around, <laughs> you know, like. Which I don't. I know, so. <laughs> right? So um, I know I don't either at the moment. So um, anyway, I've been um, thinking about this. You know, we, t- we discussed money last time. And um, I think that I've been thinking in that context a lot with risk. Um, and so I saved it to talk to you about because I've been reading this book called you're a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. Sincero? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her name. Sincero. And I got mad at her once because I felt like she was like telling people to take all these risks when she was actually like faking it a little bit because she was already a, 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 a New York Times bestselling author. You know, and she's like telling people, oh, here's how I sold my book. You are a badass because I didn't have anything. But really, she was already a bestselling author. That irritated me. But I went for it anyway. And I'm trying to listen to her and listen to her advice. And she talks a lot about taking the risks of like hiring a really expensive coach and like spending, you know, taking these big risks. Like she took some risk where she hired some coach for like $80,000. And like, I mean, like that's mega, you know, and she didn't have any money. She like borrowed the money and did these things. And um, if that's true, it's just it's really scary because you get like. Oh my God, would that work out for me? Like if I did that, if I just went for it and um, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess you just have to, she didn't have a backup plan or anything. She just went for it and did it. And so I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about like, what risks am I willing to take and what does that look like? And what is the end result? What am I going to, you know, am I going to be, Tara and I talked about that. Like, am I going to be homeless? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be homeless, but I do have two kids, you know, one with a private school tuition. So Anyway, I don't even know where I'm going. I'm kind of rambling, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, what I've realized is I'm a part of an entrepreneur organization, so I get to mm-hmm. hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about the risks that they've which taken. you introduced me to Tara today. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I met her in that. So um, the thing is, is humans by nature don't jump unless they got to jump, right? Something's got to be a there's got to be a fire under their ass. <laughs> there's got to be some bear chasing you. Oh yeah, no for sure. And so that's when I think if you like borrow someone's money or get an investor or you're uh it's all or nothing, you put all of the eggs in the basket, I think you're going to try a lot harder. And there is potential of you maybe being more successful because there isn't a backup plan and you don't know what else you're going to do. So it's almost like it's a good thing uh, when you when you jump in in that regard. But risk, I mean, there's so many different versions of risk. There's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is extremely risky because it's never been done before or then it's been done by 10 people and nine of them failed. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think that risk, like everything, is really interesting because there's so many different versions of it. But yeah, the more people that are depending on me, like whenever it was just Bo and I and we were like, oh, well, we're happy and fed, right? So why are we going to grow anymore? Bo is your partner at Velvet Cartel, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So then whenever we started getting employees, that's when I was like, oh, hail. You got mouths to feed. I do. And (laughs) I was just like, I don't want to be that person that doesn't give them their paycheck, right? So you don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to disappoint your clients. You don't want to disappoint anything. Like, 
I felt bad that I was like, I would be more okay with disappointing myself and my own family than a stranger yeah. <laughs> that I hired or that hired me. But I think that's like a human trait. How do you manage the stress of risk? Like in that situation, I can remember when I had my business and I felt that way. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, is there a way to just breathe through it and know that it's all going to be okay? Is this about trust? There's another thing coming up. <laughs> you know? Well, when I was younger, I drank a lot. Um, I think I was scared to be with my own thoughts because they were all pretty scary. And so I would be out a lot. And I and I felt like it was okay because I was networking and meeting people, which, I mean, I've been here for 13 years. I've met a lot of people. I have a lot of great relationships, but I was sometimes scared of being alone with myself. Um, and then I started realizing that, yeah, you're gonna just constantly be out and freaked out and a big ball of mess if you don't just sit with your thoughts and get grounded and think that it's gonna be okay and then actually come up with a plan and then stick to it. Like, that's my biggest thing. A lot of my clients and friends will come to me super upset about something and I'm like, okay, we got a plan. And then they just like, don't wanna do it. And I'm like, yeah, but you gotta work. You gotta work at it. Yeah, you do. Or it's not gonna get done. I know. Like, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. There's so many things that I have on my plate that I wanna get done, but sometimes I just exhaust myself thinking about them. Oh, for sure. The wow. dread is worse than the, than the deed. That's the phrase. Ooh, I've never good? heard the dread that. dread is worse, worse <laughs> I can't say it right. The dread is worse than the deed. Yeah, I know uh, a woman that's a real get, get it all done type told me that. And I was like, you're so right. I saw um, this meme that was like, Oh, I just did uh, that thing that I've been putting off for six months in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's too oh. close to home. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and there's so many benefits to it, but um, I think that's really great. And I think that so much of it goes back to like really finding that space where I can just trust that everything's going to work out because honest to God, everything always does. Mm -hmm. Or I learn or whatever. So if I could just remember that, I would be okay with any risk. Yeah. Like it really does work out okay. It really does. Let me say though that the Untethered Soul book that you had me read. Yes. Um, it no, was, I'm still reading. Oh, I yeah. I only read like three days, three pages a day. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm a consumer. I know. I, don't I just know how you do it. Download like the Matrix. But um, it's a, uh, he, he talks about just like, um, surrendering to life mm -hmm. and uh, and I, I am like well you're, you're going against every book I've ever read sir like no uh, I'm, <laughs> no, supposed, to, I'm supposed to we get my want <laughs> and so I think that was the thing I was like yeah maybe I'm sometimes sad about things not happening because they didn't happen my way and I was like all the times that it didn't happen my way and it was a blessing I have to remember absolutely yeah and I have to just sometimes let go and let the universe because God, am I a control freak? Yeah. And that's one of the benefits. I was like researching like benefits of, I was Googling like benefits of risk, you know? And it was like unforeseen opportunities may arise. Every single one of them was like new possibilities, new opportunities and all those blessings that we can't foresee and we can't control. And so you have to just surrender to those moments and like those things that come along. Yeah, whenever I was looking up risk to just really understand some things, I was like, hubris came up a lot and it was uh that that spectrum that I was talking about where it's like 
are you just completely full of yourself like and you think pride that, versus yeah. humility? Yeah, it's like you think that you're uh, like not going to fail ever and you just think that everything's going to work out in your favor and you could take other people's money and make it work for them and then if it doesn't work then what, right? So I feel like um our world has had a lot of issues with that like the big bubbles that pop where people trusted each other with with money and they were too risky or the risks that we're taking with the environment like there's definitely a yin and a yang of it and I think that that's where balance comes in you have to be risky but then you also have to be like a little bit realistic yeah Mm -hmm. which is hard (laughs) I know it is very hard um, because then then you're talking about where's the line between going for it and believing in yourself versus like, oh no, I'm just being realistic. Yeah. I'm, I hate you that. You know, That's like the so problem. I have, I, I, I get really tied up in that sometimes and like, I'm just I'm trying not to, I don't want to get tied up in that. I've been I think there. That's when that. you need to talk to people though. And you need yeah. to be like, Hey, you know me, is this f- stupid or is this genius? And then if they're like, yeah, it's probably in the middle. Then you go, okay, perfect. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. We've got like a couple minutes left. Um, Tell me what else was on your radar with regard to risk. Anything that new that like podcasts or books or anything that uh, you got going on? No, I mean, I just uh, got so many books finished. I'm giving my brain a a minute. Um, That's We're about to go on a long road trip. So I was thinking about what I was going to listen to uh, and or read. See if I can read in the car. Can you read in the car? No. Makes you sick? Yeah. Yeah. I can't read That's what I figured. I probably won't be able to do that. I'll probably be able to listen, though. So if uh, you have any suggestions for me. I will think about it. I don't have anything related to risk that that leaps to mind at the moment. But um, but I'll certainly let you know if I do. Maybe we'll get back to that next week if something comes up. So um, what what are some of your favorite things that you've learned as we wrap up about like the risks that you've taken like would it be like that you feel more confident because you have or you're more inclined to know that things are going to work out or just um you feel more creative or resilient or I mean like what what are some of your favorite things that have come out of being a risk taker well what I've realized that's a big lesson to me is that my surroundings growing up uh affected how much of a risk taker I was Um, I think my parents owning their own businesses made me see that it was possible. And then a lot of my friends whose parents worked for other people um, are a lot less risky with like doing jobs that they might want to do. They're just taking the the safe road that their parents asked them to take and they might not be as happy right now. Um, So I will say like if if I ever do have kids or uh, my employees that are younger than me looking up at me, I'm very much like. The possibilities are somewhat endless. Just don't be stupid as you're walking through that garden, right? (laughs) So that's that's the thing is like, I've just realized I am really grateful for that. My parents were the the risk takers that they were because it made me much more comfortable with risk growing up. Mm -hmm. And so when I do talk to other people that had very safe, uh, like perfect parents with everything, um, they're, they're very scared people, honestly, sometimes. Yeah, But if it's okay, because it's all balance, you balance your friends out and I'll push them and they'll control me. And it's, it's perfect. 
I like that. I'm, I'm going to be one that pushes you. So. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you so much. You can follow Bijou on Instagram at Story by Style, which is Story X Style. And, of course, at Velvet Cartel as well. So And download her resource, which is all about maximizing your blog content. And it is a fabulous resource. I follow it. So thank you so much again. Yeah. Let's go take some Love risks. It. Yeah, let's get risky. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's a new year, man, right? We got to. I know. That's, I know. I know. Thanks, Beach. Yeah. Huge thanks today to Tara, Jill, and Bijou. And thanks to you for listening. I really enjoyed spending time in the space of risk and talking about it and thinking about it. And I would love to hear from you about what risks you're taking. So as we wrap up, just a few things. If you want to up your game, I think you've got to take the risk. So one quote from the book I referenced today, You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, is this. She says, uncertainty is part of the process. You have to fling yourself into the unknown to get to the next level. And I completely agree with that. If we want to go next level, we got to risk. And I think that's why it was worth talking about today. And really, when we look at it, we're always risking. We just aren't always cognizant of it. Or maybe we've gotten used to it. Walking out the door, opening up in a relationship, driving in a car. Those are risks to some people and we're just used to it. And the more we do it, the easier it gets. Or I like to hope that's the case. Sometimes we can get hurt and it can hold us back. Like when I got burned after risking hiring that company that I talked about in the beginning, I mean, that's holding me back a little bit. But the flip side of that is trusting and staying open. We never know where these risks, big or small, will lead us, what we will learn, what new possibilities will open up. Like if I hadn't said yes to being in that band, would I be doing this right now? Probably not. Some other big takeaways. What does risk mean? It can mean new possibilities. Yes. It means unforeseen opportunities. It means growth. It means development. It means confidence. It means resilience and experience. There are a lot of benefits to the humility that it takes to risk. So I hope this has helped you gain some insight into what I think is a good thing, risk. If you'd like to share something, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me at amy at amyedwards.com. So please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you are. It is super appreciated as we work to build this thing. Uh, you can sign up for my Rock Your Life newsletter and get content delivered straight to you at amyedwards.com. And if you want to work with me or anything of that sort, just hit me up, amy at amyedwards.com. So thanks again so much for showing up today and spending time in a risk space with me and these awesome ladies. This has been Rock Your Life with Amy Edwards. Peace and love y'all. Till next time.